You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kelsey Falls, Megan Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, you guys. This is Meg Murray. We lost the game on Sunday to the San Francisco 49ers. Unimportant. But I, yeah, but I just need you to know that we did win the Dan Quinn War, and that's really all I care about. I like the way you phrase that because it's all about winning the war versus the individual battle. No, it really is. Hold on. I'm sorry. There is squeaking going on behind me, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Anyways, so. <laughs> I couldn't even. We can't even hear it. That's even better. Oh, fantastic. Um, it's driving me crazy then. So uh, me and me alone. But. um. The Dan Quinn news makes me super excited because um, yeah, I think we all had like this foregone conclusion that they're um, that we were losing him at the end of the season yes. and the end of the season came sooner than we all wanted or expected or anything like that. Um, but the fact that he was, he went into all these interviews, he like did his due diligence. He brought his binder with him and he was like, this is me. This is, I'm Dan Quinn. I, this is what I could do for your franchise. And then he was like, but also I'm not going to do that because I'm staying in Dallas. Was exciting. Drop the mic. And everyone's like, yes. I mean, it, it was one of those things where I don't think like, I, amongst many people, have not felt true joy since uh, the loss on Sunday. So to see that news come through the ether was, like, really exciting. How much would you have wagered that this that he would have been gone this next season? I probably would have bet everything I have, which means I'd be homeless right now. So that's not good. Um, I think it was, like, really just the amount of – head coaching jobs that are available and um the fact that he's just the the probably the bigger name of people that are going for it i mean i there is sean payton out there in the world but the fact that um dan dan quinn has had so much success in dallas as the dc i think that was really just like a one of those things where he was really coveted people wanted him if i bet he could have gotten a lot of these jobs if he really wanted them um but he decided he wanted to stay he wanted to stay in dallas and he wanted to finish what he started he said that last year and the fact that he's doing it again really makes me excited um for what's to come especially with the guys that we already have 
and just building on that chemistry and adding in like some new talent, maybe a cornerback, cross my fingers, um, just to like see where he, where we can go from, we leveled again, let's level up again. Like that's exciting. Yeah, no, it is. And I don't know, like I, (laughs) is this like the most Cowboys fan thing ever where I'm still kind of a little like in disbelief and I'm like, how sure are we that this isn't a Randy Gregory type situation? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm over here like, what are, where are the loopholes and how hard are they to get through? Because I just, I have PTSD. If he wasn't quoted himself, like, I wouldn't believe it necessarily until like I heard it from him. But since he's like said things since the interviews and like confirmed that he's staying, I'm not even like, if I really think about it, I'm not even totally surprised. Um, just because like, I mean, he's obsessed with his like guys and like the fact that he has such a monster in like Micah Parsons and, and you know, there's Jaron curse would follow him to the midst of Avalon. Like there are so many guys on this defense that are like absolute dogs. And like, he's just like, how can I make this even better? And I think it's kind of exciting for him. And honestly, I'm not even sure that he, like, we talked about this last year. We were like, we weren't sure if he was like totally ready to um, transition into head coach. And maybe that's why, like, we were, you know, just summarizing that, like, from the fact that he stayed. And the fact that he's saying again, it's like, I don't even think that it's not, that he's not ready. It's maybe he just doesn't want to deal with the pressure and he loves his job like is that that should be enough honestly yeah I mean I feel like that could totally be feasible and also like one component that I feel like is worthy because you're you're, to address your point for a second like him being in Atlanta towards the end like it got ugly yeah And, and so like I can imagine that that just really 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 took a toll on him and not saying that he like backs down from that but like I can imagine like the transition and how light it must feel to go from being like this, honestly, like for a while, like most hated in Atlanta type thing, you know, like where to like revered here in Dallas, like the God, you know, and on top of it, like I would say that I have to give Micah Parsons some credit because it feels like. Dan Quinn, obviously, above all people, understands the generational talent that's at his fingertips. And I feel like to steal a line out of like PFT and and part of my take, like this is this almost feels like an ultimate like football guy move where he's like he's like hyped to work work with Micah and like he realizes the opportunity in front of him to be able to like actually full blow, like full blown like mold this man into again not just the generation like a future generational talent like he already is incredible and i just feel like at the stage he it's almost like a different stage of his career where he's like yeah i know this is badass and like i'm super hyped to be a part of this like he's like celebrating some of the novelties versus like just holding a title yeah and i mean like the 28 to three thing will live in infamy. Like, do you want that to be your legacy or do you want that to be like, I molded the, one of the like most elite linebackers, edge rushers, what have you, the most dynamic, like defensive guys in the league. Like that's kind of exciting too. 
And like the fact that it doesn't come with nearly as much like overhead and like um, admin and <laughs> a lot of pressure, I feel like that's probably a huge plus for him too. Like he watches Mike McCarthy, you know, have to stand out in front and do all this talking. And he's like, I don't really have to do that. And that's kind of fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. And also like, again, like this is solely just conjecture, but like, I feel like, again, like we've, we've seen like firsthand what has happened. Like we all know that coaches and players like dedicate their lives and especially coaches, like they literally are constantly working, right? Like there, it's like a running joke, like who stays the latest and gets there the earliest. And like people sometimes will stay overnight and sleep and whatever, and like, I look at all of that and I'm like, honestly, he, he, I know he still has an insane workload and a big job, but I would have to imagine that it's less of a workload than being a head coach. So he's probably also maybe enjoying some newfound free time with his family. Like I know again, like I, I before he came to the team, I like heard about his wife and like how she's really cool and like they are like a, such a good couple. Want to be her best friend, for sure. Yeah. We wanted to be her best friend. And it's like, again, like, I don't know. I've never talked to her, but like as someone who like worked for the team and dated someone who was on the football side, understanding how much they work, I would imagine any additional free time is welcomed by those that love him. And again, like who knows if any of this has anything to do with it, but like, I feel like it's at least like a positive. Yeah, I mean, the front-facing answer is always going to be about the players, and as it should be. And honestly, it's going to be an internal answer, too. Like, let's not ignore that fact. But, like, yeah, you make you bring up a lot of good points. Like, it, he probably gets to spend more time with his family, and that's freaking huge, honestly. And, you know, his family has extended into the Dallas Cowboys' walls, and for that, we thank him. Correct. And we are grateful. And, listen, like, Swag Daddy Dan reigns supreme, baby. I'm not asking questions. I will say, though, while we did get clarity on Dan Quinn, it does sound like, I mean, you guys all saw, we're recording this Thursday night, all of the coaching changes. There are several people that their contracts weren't renewed, which makes sense. Like, O-line, that seemed to be a little bit all over the place. Like, that was an area that we've talked about multiple times, like, while they did draft, you know, the future left tackle of the team, yada, 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 it's 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 shown that there's been some struggles there. I know guys like Kyle Valero, who have been there for a long time. Personally, I'm sad to see him go just from a personal level. Um, you know, he was pretty heavily involved in some of the development, a lot of these offensive guys when they first came in the building. Um and then I think the one that genuinely, honestly, like pretty was shocking to me was Leon Lett. And that one, okay, that one was surprising. Yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anyone was like surprised necessarily by, because they were just, you know. I was a little surprised by Joe Philbin, honestly. Yeah. I felt like you could like. As a, a critic of him last year, um, not a fan of his work last year. This year, I was actually surprised by, like, how he was able to, like, mold this line and was ever-changing the entire year. Um, and I thought that was impressive. But so I was surprised by that. But Leon Lett, yes, that one was, like, a big, like, what? Yeah. I I don't know. Like, that was interesting to me. And I also thought the comment 
about like him saying like some of this had been conversations around last spring that he he they were even having this thought process of shaking things up and I don't know like I guess I'm curious as to like why now versus then and then also it didn't seem like did you get this vibe like it didn't feel like there was a ton of commitment towards Kellen Moore like I didn't get those vibes at all to be fair he hasn't ruled himself out of any head coaching jobs there um so I mean we'll wait and see on that um if he manages to grab one like good for him I know I think like outside of the organization we're all like very not I wouldn't say okay I'm not I don't feel this way personally but I just think like the overall sentiment from like if we do it a generalized statement from Cowboys Nation they are not happy with Kellen Moore I feel I can I feel both positively and negatively about him so like I'm a weirdo that and I get that but I think the organization in general does like him. Um, I would not be surprised if he does end up with a head coaching job. I also wouldn't be surprised if he ends up as an OC somewhere else. I would probably put my money more on like OC somewhere else, but like at the very least, like I just hope when he's going through a, his evaluation with McCarthy and B his head coaching interviews that they're asking him like, Hey man, can you walk me through the logic of that last play? I need to know. Someone needs to find out because, like, I need to know. The amount of times that this has been brought up this week, and I'm not, this is not, like, I'm not even going to go in on it because, like, I don't have that much to say. But, like, yes, that is a valid question to ask because what? And also, there were a lot of things leading up to that that just, like, really ground my gears. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, should I get into the fact that I like went off on Twitter on Sunday night or no? <laughs> what did, did you pull a full Kelsey? Like, I don't remember. No, I didn't. I did I delete thought- it because I was like getting annoyed by like the amount of dumbass, so I mean, dumb A responses that I was getting yeah. um, from people. It was not even like I stood by everything I said, but I was just like, are you guys for real? Like, <laughs> One more person comes into my mentions, I will lose it. So I deleted them. But what were they saying? Like basically like coming after so that? I that night was just like getting really obviously okay. Let me backtrack. Beep, Dak, beep, beep, I'm backing beep, it up right? for you. Keep going. <laughs> um Dak did not play well on Sunday. Correct. Period. Point blank. Correct. End of story. But I, it just feels, and I know people in different, you know, fan groups. So I like get a good sense of like what's going on. Sure. And then you turn on the TV and it's just Dak failed. Dak is the worst. Dak is so bad. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like the week prior, it was Dak played the best game of his life. He can really lead this team. And it's just the thing to me is. Josh Allen had the same season as Dak Prescott, but he's an MVP candidate. And Dak Prescott is not. Why is that? I mean, was it the same? He's younger. He His team was predicted to win the Super Bowl. I think everybody had the Bills in the Super Bowl. 
for the most part. There were obviously Chiefs people, too, and I get that. Yes. But they had very similar seasons. Like, their turnovers, Dak had, like, what, three more more interceptions than Josh Allen. Josh Allen played badly against Miami without Tua. They don't have a great defense either. Um, And he played badly against the Bengals, who have a – decent defense and i said decent i mean that like they're they're good they can handle their business but they're like if you're talking about like stats and stuff they rank about eighth um and we played a defense that was much better than that so like just keep the same energy is all i ask like that played bad so did josh allen let's talk about that well <laughs> that's what i went off on of course that's fair I see the points you're making. I'm pulling up their He just gets so much more crap than anybody else if well, something goes wrong. I would say like a couple of things. Like I I think like I think Dak is a really good quarterback. I don't think that Dak is elite. And I don't think that's me like at least yet. And I don't think that's me being yeah. like I love Dak. I just think that one it's okay the- to criticize Dak, by the way, just for everyone that's like, does that make me a hater? No, criticizing somebody doesn't make you a hater. What makes you a hater is being a douchebag. So keep that in mind. I just think like the thing that is the hardest part for me to be able to tolerate when I when I hear about like people coming after Dak is they're like overpaid. And I'm just like, man, not to keep having to go into the business of sports a million times over, but like, tell me you don't know how markets work without telling me you don't know how markets work. Like, it's like, it's not a matter of whether or not you think he's worth that money. It's a black and white question. Do you want a franchise quarterback or not? And if you do, which he is the caliber of a franchise quarterback, he may be the caliber of a Kirk Cousins her cousin's franchise quarterback more so that's not fair. That's, that's not a fair assessment, but like more so than a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Like he, he's not like on that certain level, but like he's a franchise quarterback nonetheless. And so if the answer is yes and yes, then you have to pay the market rate, which is set by the previous quarterback that got signed, even if they are quote better than you, that's all it is. And like, that's what like, like really like annoys me is people like they're not worth it and it's like bro like that's not again like that's just not how it works like no one's sitting here being like let me give him a trillion dollars because we would like to just ruin the salary cap it literally is a do you want to fill this hole on your roster with a franchise caliber quarterback if the answer is yes then you will have to pay market rate the end well, and the thing is, he is a franchise caliber quarterback. Yes. Do I think he's in the top four quarterbacks or five? No. He's in the top 10, though. And, like, the fact that, like, people like to say that he's not is just funny to me. Um, <laughs> And there are going to be people that are like, you just are obsessed with him, and that's why you say these things. No. <laughs> the amount of times that I say bad things about Dak is a lot. But I feel like every time I come on here, I must defend him because of all of the crap that I see. I'm like, listen, what what are your other options? Oh, you, oh, you want to draft a first first round pick of a quarterback? Okay, so uh, like, how did Zach Wilson do? You know, 
You just, you want to talk about that? Zach Wilson? Great, great quarterback, right? Elite? First Elite. round. Elite. First pick, actually, I believe. Um, but yeah, that was, that was elite, right? Right. Come on. <laughs> like, he, not every first round quarterback is going to be elite or fit into your system. It's a matter of making things work. Here's where you need to fix things. Give him more people to pass to. Not broken Michael Gallup. Sorry, Michael. Like, you're still not well. Sorry. And not Noah Brown. Give him someone else. And that's, like, and we have T.Y., and that was great. But, like, he needs a true, like, two or, like, a one caliber next to CD. And that he does not have that. And it was very apparent in that game. If you want to go after the front office for, like, decisions that they've made about personnel – I would feel like the one you should retroactively get mad about is the Amari, Amari Cooper. <clears throat> yeah, literally. That's what you should be mad about. Oh, or I've been mad about it since the day it happened. And I'm with you. I'm um, going to be mad about Lyle Collins maybe a little bit. I don't know. Well, if he is a team-friendly deal and you would have had him to rotate in there. So, yeah, that's annoying. Like it's, I'm it's, still annoyed. I'm just, I'll always be annoyed about that. I don't yeah. care how far away it gets. <laughs> I just, I, but I will say like on the Dak front, all yeah. of that to say, like, I like will defend Dak and everything else. But at the same time, like his, um, his, his response, like how his interceptions were unacceptable. They just were. And they were out the of the one was really annoying because it was a Gallup one, but yes. And it's just like, it's Fine. like that, all of that to say, like, when you are a franchise level quarterback, you do need to still show up, even if you're not the franchisiest of franchise quarterbacks. <laughs> and you can't block like, all those interceptions. No, you're not wrong. And it like, but okay, if we're talking about quarterbacks, it takes a certain quarterback to elevate people to be good. Like that was Tom Brady. There are not Tom Brady, there are not Tom Brady's just sitting out there. Brock Purdy is not Tom Brady. I'm sorry. He fits great into that scheme that he was drawn up in for uh, from Kyle Shanahan. But you saw the 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 creaks and cracks in their like game when they played us. Like yeah. I, I could see it. If yeah. we played better, we could have won that game. And that's on Dak, and I get that. <laughs> but like, there are there are quarterbacks that can elevate players. There are quarterbacks that can play into a system, and there are quarterbacks that need help. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's one of them. He needs help. He can't do it by himself. And that's okay. 
I also want to write this team one big prescription for a psychologist, a sports psychologist. Send me a psychologist for that game. Uh, yeah, I need a new one. Because here's the thing. Everyone, I just feel like there's a lot of like mental errors that I've seen. And that was probably another one of my takeaways from yeah. this. Season. And I'm like, y'all need to get your head right. Because I'm a little concerned. No, you're right. Um I'll, you asked me what my takeaways were from the season. Yes. And my takeaway from the season is we don't need Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy is going to do just fine. Whoa. Which is very opposite of what you, I would have said if you asked me at the beginning of the season. I am intrigued by this development. One, like, when you sit and think about it, if you know anybody that has worked in this league Sean Payton is not a, not a nice guy, and he's not respectful of people's time, and I hate that. Mike McCarthy's a bro. Like, he will be there with you. Like, he'll show up a little late to practice, whatever. But he's there, and he's going to, like, talk to everybody. He's going to be kind. He's going to be cur- courteous. He's going to keep a good locker room. He honestly- like to forget the fact that, like, Sean Payton has had, he, like, had such a great offense so many years. They went seven and nine, like two times in a row. Like, please spare me. He's yep. not bringing Drew Brees with him. And Drew Brees, even if he could, is not, is a shell of himself as a quarterback. So, like, what do you want from this man? They also he had a head hunting. One Super Bowl, oh, and so did Mike McCarthy. Okay. 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 <laughs> he also had, like, that, like, bounty scheme thing coming out. Oh, of my God. Head. Yeah. Like, don't even get me started on that. Lord knows Wait, that's the last thing you need. Yeah, no, I have. I don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. Like, if you compare the two guys, they're two of the same, but one's nice to people and one's a not nice to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that counts for a lot, honestly. And the fact that he was able, like, I honestly like they had they spoke to the rookies this week, and they you know really touched on like how like deep the love in this locker room goes like these guys are like really close right and that's why dan wants to stay that's why like that's why you want to keep mccarthy you want to keep the integrity of that locker room and he is a huge reason why it is that way and i hated him for his clock management and his play calling at the end of the year last year um I don't love a lot of the things that happen, but like if we can improve on anything, like you have the guy, you you will have a lot of the guys. You're gonna add people to this roster and they're gonna come in and they're gonna feel at home, like a lot of the rookies said they did this year. Like Mike McCarthy's probably the guy. And I was very anti that and I I admit that. <laughs> I actually it's funny you say it, like I'm like reflecting right now because I'm a new manager and I've like managed people like loosely in the past, but I'm like newer to it. And now I not only just have, I have four people that I am like responsible for. And I have a company that like, you know, coming into a new department, like creating process, um, launching, you know, new initiatives, refreshing old ones. Like it takes time. And I've like noticed that and like, I'm like, oh man, like I'm just now starting to see like some of the benefits of the things that like I put into place months ago. And I would imagine 
that that is just amplified tenfold with an intricate operation like the Cowboys and like managing. I mean, you've got a hundred plus people that are directly like reporting to you. If you consider like the team at like full capacity at different points of the year and all your staff, like it just, I'm like, again, like I'm not going to excuse some of the dumb stuff that he's done in games or whatever else. Me neither just for what it's worth. (laughs) Probably like, you're probably right. Like, you know, I feel like we, maybe he's doing better than like we're giving him credit for, but it does suck to sit here as a Cowboys fan again and be like, oh, great. Here we are again. Like watching everyone else in the playoffs. Like that's exhausting. But if you put a little perspective on it, which is not easy to do when we're sitting here um, right outside the NFC championship, but we put together two back-to-back 12 win seasons and went to playoffs two seasons in a row we haven't done that in a very long time. I think we've talked about this before, so I'm not going to like beat a dead horse here, but like that doesn't just happen for nothing. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into like coaching. You have to, first of all, let's go back to when Dak was injured. This for actually, I'm going to back up even further. Remember when Tyron was injured and we were like, well, this season's over. Yes. And then we went through that before it even began. I hate it here. (laughs) Like before it began. And then we went through that first game and we were like, oh, this is our season. This is going to be bad. Like this is buckle up, guys. And they were able to mentally, as a team, pull themselves out of that. They were able to ride behind a guy, Cooper Rush, that like, you know, they they dumbed, not, I don't want to say dumbed down. They made, they made the offense a little more simple. Yeah, and just like, streamlined. Right, they streamlined it. Sure, but like, who's at the at the front of that doing these things? It's Mike. Michael. He's keeping them together. Like he he just deserves more credit. And no, I did not like him his first few seasons, and I don't take it back. But people change, and so do my opinions. I feel like when warranted. When warranted asterisks yeah um so that's my takeaway one of my takeaways I feel like for me um I am at this place where I feel like you and I kind of switched roles a little bit where you're actually more optimistic than I am and normally I'm like like talking you up and I'm over here like dude I'm tired yeah I feel like get it I actually like I hate it because like I love like Leon Lett and I love Kyle and like that's like tough for me to see because like those are people that I consider like friends right so I feel sad to like see that and their careers impacted if I remove myself personally and look back objectively like I do feel like I as a fan appreciate the fact that there are drastic or at least like semi seemingly pointed changes being made in light of the fact that again like here we are so I think that's one of my my assessments because it makes me feel at least a little less bitter than I initially did the moment in time that we didn't make the playoffs again or proceed rather because I was just like bro I'm so tired of being in this exact same place like year in year out but like I guess if that's a silver lining I found it 
just to like tie that coaching circle thing, like I think because we we went off on a Kellen tangent and then my takeaway tangent, which actually was a coaching tangent. Um, but I just think that the reason that they are letting a lot of the interior staff go is that like you're right. There were some people that they were watching just to see like from the previous season, just to like, you know, see if it worked out or if it got if it improved, got better. I think you see something like that and you're like, we have to make a change. And I'm not, I'm making them where I like, where it's more tangible, where I like, I don't, I don't know who they're going to bring in. I'm not saying like they're bringing in someone who's better than Leon led or anything like that. You would hope if they're, cutting him that they're doing something better right the goal is always upgrade kids of course of course but they just had like at this point when you lose like that and you're inches from like the nfc championship you have to do something they're not getting rid of mike like literally jerry yesterday was like oh uh i want him to coach as long as tom landry tom landry coached for 29 years so what he's saying is he's not getting rid of Mike McCarthy. Just stop talking about it because it's not happening. Um, but we are keeping Dan Quinn. So like, what else do you do to drastically change the interior of that? Like what's going on? And that that's it. Yeah. The linebacker coach one really surprised me too. Oh, yeah, I mean that I didn't even like I actually didn't even like think about that for a second. Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, like that to me tells you who holds the relationship and that's Dan Quinn. Yeah. And honestly, he if if he left, there are a lot of guys that would not sign contracts here to go wherever he's going. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I mean, he's so like, like- a recruiting tech tool in, in itself for free agents. Literally. It's They're gonna like college, but like if if anything's slightly like that, it's like you have these free agents out there and he knows them and he's like, I, I know what I can get from you. Hell yeah. I'm sending him on the road like Sabin. I'm like, oh. go into this man's house, sit down with his wife and talk to her and tell him why he needs to come play for the Dallas Cowboys, Danny Boy. Oh, I would love that. I wish that was a thing. Um, him going to the draft, though, is going to be, like, really exciting. I think that's, like, a huge thing. When you're looking at – we do we, – we have defensive needs. And, like, some that I would take priority on. I was talking at dinner with my dad, and I was like, if it was me, I know there are going to be a lot of people that disagree with me because, like, there's a whole conversation about wrong. – There's a whole conversation about the running back room that, like, needs to go down. But, like <clears> – <throat> My thoughts are you're taking you should take another O lineman first, and then you should take a cornerback. And I'm th- I'm thinking we need to get a like a good guy like from free agency for a wide receiver and like someone that's experienced. Then I would in the third round. So I'm, that's why I'm ignoring the wide receiver position at the moment. Um, so you're picking up OBJ when he's healthy again. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. You're like absolutely, I am. I uh, I'm absolutely picking up that man if I can get my hands on. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Well, because okay, think about it this way: How long did it take CD? Like in CD, I would consider him 
at this moment in time, like he has reached elite levels, maybe not to the most elite, but he's like up there. He got really good at the end of the season. It's been a minute since we got the, since we drafted him. Like wide receiver talent just doesn't blossom overnight. There's those guys that, that are like dogs that are running backs. Those guys can bloom pretty quickly. I'd say pick a third round running back. Everyone's has us picking a running back in the first. I think that's a dumb idea. No offense. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't do it. I'm not Will McClay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't think Will McClay would do that either if I'm being 100 <laughs> 100 they're like okay cornerback is obviously a glaring problem if you had picked up someone like I'm not 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 that I'm mad about like having Tyler Smith by any means but if you picked up someone like Patrick Sertan like that paid dividends you're like life could be different yeah I still like the Tyler pick I do but, like, you could pick a Sertan this year. What's the big deal? I'd do it. <laughs> You're like, do it. Just do it. And he gets to be next to Diggs. Like, make them fear the secondary again. Please. Fear the secondary. Is that kind of a rhyme? You make moves for your offense. I know there a lot of people disagree with me. That's fine. You can make moves for your offense in free agency the thing is they haven't done that because they refuse to make a splash so make a splash be a howie go all in look at the eagles now go all they went and they got themselves aj brown what'd you do yeah but eagles for never <laughs> oh i know but like i'm just saying don't let them one up you bro like they went and got aj brown look at them now yeah He's not the one and only reason why they would be there. It's just like he, like the fact that Jalen Hurts has all these things to fall back on is like huge. Yeah. I Jalen Hurts was, a, was, the, was the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys right now. He'd be, wor he'd be far worse than Dak Prescott. Far worse. And I mean that. <laughs> I would agree. Well, um, on that note, my <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> oh god, I uh my boss is texting me and may or may not have just challenged me to figure out how to get Del Conti, the AD of University of Texas's cell phone number as a bet. <laughs> oh fun. <laughs> I know. I was like, what do I win? Because I'm so in on this. And this is the most strange text I've ever been a part of. <laughs> yeah, this late at night. That's a... <laughs> you can make some things happen. I believe in you. Thank you. We'll have this by lunchtime. I'll have it by lunchtime for sure. Yeah. Well, either way, I am back to Cowboys and away from University of Texas, a different <laughs> Texas program. Although uh, everyone wants the running back from not everyone, but like a lot of people are um, speaking of running running backs, Bijan. Yes, a lot of people are mocking Bijan to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't dislike that, and I, I know I said I don't, I think that would be dumb to do. I don't dislike it. I just think we could do better. That's what I'm saying. I'm just here to tell you that I am here for this entirely. Yeah, we'll have to bring uh, Jeffrey on once he's done some, like done his due diligence and tell us who we should be drafting. 
Yeah. We'll do like a, we'll do a draft. Maybe we'll bring Jeff and Dave on at the same time. <laughs> oh, nice. Like a mini draft show. <laughs> yeah. I actually love that idea. And lot. we'll get the, we'll get the beast printed out. Um, if you are living, if you live under a rock, uh, is Dane Brugler still with the athletic? Yes. Yes, he is. If you are subscribed to the athletic, which you should be, so you can re- read John Mashoda, um, Dane Brugler is the draft guad, and he has a giant book of all of the draftees of this upcoming class. And he has gone through and told you everything that you could ever need to know about them. <laughs> he really is incredible. And like, it's unbelievable that this man, I mean, he's probably like 90% of the way through it. Like the amount of time this man spends on this is so unreal. Yeah, I don't think it's, yeah, you're right. You make a good point. It's not ready yet. Yeah. But <laughs> I will say too, <clears throat> one of my best recommendations, Murphy, is that you go and get this printed, like Megan just said, and bound and yeah. at UPS. Like you can literally, you have, buy it though. Like don't be... Snakey McSnake and figure out another way, way to get it. This man spends his livelihood making this happen. And he has a beautiful wife and children. So pay your $5. Anyways. And you can read everything John's ever written. We have great NBA content that our friend Tyler Batiste edits. So like all these things, you can read it. You could read a lot of things. If you love us, you love them. Yeah, I love them. Highly recommend that as a guide. I know some of the guys on our site too put some really good content together as well. So yeah, the draft show is coming up. I think it just came on this week, maybe. Ayo. If it's not, if it didn't come on this Thursday, it'll be next Thursday, likely. And yeah. they are always a good time. It's the it's a DallasCowboys.com podcast. They you can find them under like anywhere you listen to podcasts, just look up the draft show and it's gonna be a Dallas podcast because who does it better, baby? I mean, does it better? Probably somebody, but not, not on a podcast. Well, um, I will tell you what's happening on this podcast. I've gotten to the point where I'm feeding my dog banana bread to keep him quiet on the show. (laughs) So at this rate, luckily we have an entire off season to really dissect what happened this season and things that we're going to learn from it. And then just looking ahead to draft. So let us know what you guys want to see this off season. I feel like we can come up with some fun content for y'all. I think this is, is this year three for us, Meg? This is year three it for is. us. It is. Wow. What, it, look at yeah. That. We started in 2020. Oh, that's and what we do. Quarantine. <laughs> An anniversary shirt edition. I, yeah. We're going to get on that. We yeah. won't tell you too much because we're excited. I think it's going to be kind of cool. And we'll fix our process. Although, again, I'll still be, we'll still be working on it only part-time because we have well but we would have someone on it full time which is different boom yeah <laughs> all right guys well thanks so much for joining us we do appreciate you tuning in as always and for your support it does does mean the world to us uh make sure you're subscribed to the blog of the boys podcast wherever you get your podcast whether that's spotify apple itunes or stitcher also come hang out with meg and i on the socials um i'm on twitter at kelsey underscore charles i'm also on instagram at Hey, Kelsey, Charles, and Meg is at Meg Murray with four hours on Instagram and Twitter. I know uh, I said some spicy things and I will keep doing it and I will explain it if you ask me questions. The end. And I will also tell you, 
no matter what you say, no matter what she just said about Howie, there's some words that mean more to her than anyone else. And those are Dallas forever, Philly in, Howie for never. Birds are not real. Go Bengals. Joe Burrow is my hero. <laughs> Joe Shiesty. <laughs> Yo, girl knows who Joe Shiesty is. She knows who <laughs> Pete Davidson, who? <laughs> Your girl wants Joe. <laughs> Bye, guys.